Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, hello, and thanks for coming, everybody. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hi, it's Stony. <laughs> oh my gosh, where's Jamal? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> is he dead? No, he's not dead. He just took a little trip to Alaska. Oh, yeah, that that was this weekend. Yeah, so he left me here home alone with the two dogs and <laughs> I have to take care of them and like record a podcast. It's not ideal. <laughs> yeah, there's so much going on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess before we move on, I guess we should just say thanks for coming to record Jamal. Yeah, thanks for coming to your podcast. Thanks for coming, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And now everyone finally gets the joke. Well, all the new listeners finally get the name of our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it wasn't well thought out because I feel like people think it's like a a sexual thing and it's like not that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, maybe we can rebrand. Thanks for a (laughs) C-U-M-M-I-N-G. (laughs) <laughs> it's not what we're talking about people okay okay jamal's not here to keep us on track <laughs> mom and dad are gone the kids are gonna have fun today <laughs> all right well i guess uh we do have um i think one maybe two hot topics our our main hot topic is something that you all have probably heard already because you know there's the the whole rumor about this season of drag race uk being recorded in 10 days <laughs> It's the Olympics of drag, girl. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, well, this week's episode was like three hours long, so they could probably do a couple of those in one day. Yeah, like the best part about all of this is that Willem is like the Oracle now. So <laughs> Yeah, well, Willem's always known everything. Like R- Willem somehow always hears all of the drag race drama. Yeah, it is interesting because it's like, who does Willem know in production that just gives him like all the tea? I don't, well, I don't know if it's production or just like from the Queens. Yeah. Cause he, I guess... he's been working uh, in, in uh, England and Ireland recently. Okay. And like, the thing is too, with like Willem is that like, I feel like Willem has like set himself up to be like the person that you go to, to like trash drag race. Oh so, yeah. Like, <laughs> Willem's like, come to me, like, I will be the one that, like, you know, gives out the information to the public. You can just come (laughs) to me and I'll, I'll keep the source uh, hidden. (laughs) Well, because Willem's like, I'm already blacklisted. What are they going to do to me? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. But, um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it seems like that's mostly true. I don't know if it is or not. It seems possible just because um so many queens were eliminated it's probably faster to record the sh- the episodes i mean i definitely think it's true like and obviously we're going to get into the story about um charity but I-, I think it's even more confirmed with this week the episode uh rue making them like yeah. do three looks in 60 minutes each time like yeah clearly not, not something's even. going on <laughs> Last last time she was just like, oh, 30 minutes go. Right. She's like, <laughs> we're behind on production schedule. So we need to we need to film two episodes uh today. 
<laughs> yeah, we were going to give you an hour, but now you only get 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so let's get into like the, the, the meat of the story. The part that I think Stoney and I are most upset about is this whole charity case drama. Because as you know, well, like, especially for me, like, I've always, I've been a really big charity case fan, like since, you know, the, the cast was announced and stuff like that. So um, on on Willem and Alaska's show, Race Chaser, they had to, you know, spill all the tea. They have all the hot goss and they were or Willem was spilled the tea about how I guess there was um, like a moment where, well, you know, where RuPaul like basically just told Charity, like, I'm tired of seeing your hairy ass and your hairy legs. And then here, I'll just play the clip from the podcast so you guys can hear the whole story. I don't think yes. Charity Case looks expensive, but I like it. Unless she's supposed to be like dirty money. Is this covered in money? It's not. And if you get into the details of Charity Case's outfit, it's actually really exquisite. It's like encrusted with uh, gems and, and stones and like jewels. Um, she looks like the demon guarding the treasure, but she wore all the treasure. <laughs> right. Gollum's little hooker sister. And they criticized her for sort of doing scary makeup because if she would have just done really, you know, really glam makeup, it would have been more unexpected and she probably would have, um, she probably would have performed better. I, I think think this is the episode where RuPaul read her. uh, Because they haven't shown that yet and I'm waiting for it. Well, she... she went, went home. home. She went home. Yeah. So, so it's not what the episode. Oh, so the episode before this, um, RuPaul told Charity that she wanted to see more glam drag. She wanted to stop seeing her hairy ass and unshaven legs and stuff like that. She wanted something different. And Charity Case was heard on the mic walking back to Untucked or the, the back room saying, oh, if it was good enough for Vogue, um, I don't need this, blah, 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 blah. And then RuPaul, when the girls came back out on stage, said to um said to charity before she sent anybody home charity come forward and she said you don't uh so you think you're better than my show you don't need this say to my face bitch and they didn't air any of it obviously but she read charity and then uh charity was kept for one more episode that's what i was told in april when i was told this tea which was also when i was told that they filmed it in 10 days and i was right so you know fuck off everybody um so yeah, so maybe you guys can understand why we're so upset because this does not look very good for RuPaul. Uh, RuPaul has been known, well, I mean, we saw the H&M gate last UK season <laughs> and, uh, and, and then with this season, you know, she just seems to like, I don't know, like I get it. She has done a lot for the community, especially for drag, but at the same time, like you still need to be humble about it, I think. And for you to get upset over a comment that you shouldn't have even heard in this in the first place like i don't know and i mean what charity said is actually kind of valid in my opinion because honestly if it is good enough for vogue like it should be good enough for drag race as well like well yeah and that's the other thing that's so frustrating about the season is that they specifically cast Charity knowing what type of drag she does. And then they were like, oh, well, we want to see versatility. We want to see you like do some like pretty drag or whatever. But they don't tell, oh, Crystal, we need to see you do some 
alternative drag. They never tell anybody to do alternative drag on the show. But whenever it's an alternative drag queen, it's always like, oh, well, we want to see you do paint pretty. No, and that's that's a very valid point as well, is that we never see that challenge where it's like, okay, now do something that charity does every day. It's like if all the queens had to do that, then maybe we could be like a little more lenient and say, okay, well, charity, like you should be doing glam as well. But we never ask anyone else to do different drag outside of what they normally do um, unless you're alternative. So it's like, I don't know. It's very frustrating. And like, I don't know what it is with Rue. Like, it seems like she's not having fun, like in the UK. Like to me, it (laughs) seems like she just hates the UK, like because Last season, she bitched about Joe Black, even though, like, I get it. She was wearing H&M on the, on, during the challenge, but it's like Joe Black had some of the most amazing looks Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know. It's like, stop like trying to make UK drag like the Americanized version, right? It's like a different type of drag. And, And we talked about that last week on the podcast. And since then, like I've heard, I've seen and heard more people talking about how they're trying to Americanize the UK version. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I don't want to happen is because the reason I like UK so much is because it has like differences and it is, has some quirkiness to it that us drag does not. So it's like, stop trying to fucking ruin like their fucking drag over there because it's very annoying. (laughs) Right. Right. So yeah, this is uh, another just another story and another tidbit that it's, you know, it's very clear that the show has become less about um, drag and more about reality TV. So it's just getting kind of like frustrating to enjoy the show <laughs> because it's so produced. Because I yeah. think, I mean, I know, I know, I think I speak for Stoney as well. Like the reason why we really like initially like the show is because of all the looks and stuff like that. And in the actual drag and, and, you know, back when the show started, they actually had to make it like they didn't have like designers make their whole outfits for them. And so that's like what we enjoy from the show. Like, yeah, the drama is fun here and there, but it seems like it's more about the drama now. Well, yeah. And I just feel like the judging has gotten like very like obvious that they're just like determining the, the order before the season starts. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, there's always been like, you know, controversial, like, like judging decisions. Right. But like now I feel like it's just getting out of hand where it's it's like like, every episode. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, they're editing like certain Queens to just look bad because it doesn't fit the narrative. You know, they have to fit the narrative that they're trying to like give us. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just disappointing. Like, I think they just need to kind of go back to like what, made drag race so fun to begin with yeah i don't know this is just uh this is just kind of our opinion so you know if you have a different one that's fine or if you want to commiserate with us you can tweet us and let us know yeah (laughs) (laughs) um were there any other stories that we wanted to talk about before we move on i forget if we had another story or not um i don't think we have anything else okay well let's move on then (laughs) Let's get into our honesty spill of the week. Uh, honesty. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back, back, back again to uh, Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast there ever was. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you full coverage of everything going down in the world of drag. Oh, my God. It's happening. (laughs) No, it's just there's like four episodes to cover. Jamal isn't here. So now I can't just like play on my phone and like be like snarky. I have to actually like talk. This is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, let's start where we usually start with Dracula. And uh, this week we are on episode three called The Weird Wild West. In this episode, um, we have uh, a Wild West saloon theme (laughs) competition. And uh, the Boulets, did you like their, uh, their little sketch at the beginning? I did. I thought it was fun. I mean, so I, I'm really bad at catching like the, the clues. Um, but I did uh-huh. see where somebody was bitching about how like they basically gave it away. Cause at the end of the sketch, they're like here, piggy, piggy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pick that up. Like at first, like, because it's like, Oh, you know, it could be just like part of the sketch. But then when you see like at the end, it's like, just tells who was eliminated. It's like, yeah. Oh, cool (laughs) right yeah it kind of um I don't know I do like that how they kind of slip in clues there but that one may have been like too like obvious yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like damn girl make it a little bit more difficult to figure out (laughs) right but um yes so in this episode you know there's lots of drama Mary Cherry is still raging the whole time I don't know queen like she's a lot like this season I just can't deal with her I think the other queens are finally like start annoyed enough to start talking about it on the show because there was like the whole like Mary Cherry talks too much in the boudoir (laughs) segment (laughs) right (laughs) I don't know they're like oh do you guys want to hear a story it's like no bitch we're trying to work on our fucking outfits (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. She's just so extra. And then she has to bring in like her giant fan. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I'm trying to remember the the Wild West costumes in the floor show. I do want to commend La Zavaleta. I know I've been really negative about her um, the past few. Well, since the show started, <laughs> but um. Uh, I do want to give her props because she actually finally pulled a good look together and it was like really stellar. So, you know, well, we're, we're going to comment as it is. Like, I'm not going to hold a grudge, you know, and tell, tell you guys that the look is bad just because it's the Savaletta. Yeah. I also enjoyed hers a lot. Like, I thought this was a really fun category in general, like a futuristic, like wild west or whatever, but um, I, I really enjoyed that one. I also, and I know that like, I'm not like allowed to like Bitter Betty, but <laughs> <laughs> you can like Bitter Betty if you want. Um, but yeah, I like, I really liked her look. Like I thought it was really fun. And I thought sh- this to me was her best showing so far. So yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She did a really great job as well. And also I think that Mary Cherry is still presenting mediocre drag. <laughs> I, like, s- I did not get that it was, she was a one-eyed monster until the very end when they said, oh, you're a one-eyed monster. I didn't like hers, really. I still think that, like, 
I'm like I'm new to Dragula, right? So I don't under really stand what what the Boulay brothers do as far as like their drag their uh, judging style, but yeah. it just seems like they're making like they're dragging Mary Cherry to the end, even though yeah. we don't really want her there. Just for all the drama, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's like starting to make more of a step in the direction of like a uh, drag race, like in the way they put the show together. Yeah, because I'm like, there's nothing that she's done on the runway that I thought was good. In fact, I've thought most of it's been really bad. Like, yeah, because <laughs> like the like, makeup this week was not there. No. And like the first episode of the season, the, the marshmallow man thing, it wasn't yeah. even like scary. It looked like a cheap like party city type thing. Yeah, like it, it could have definitely been made to be a little bit more scary, like make the marshmallows look a little bit more worn or like like burnt or whatever you know like how you would roast a marshmallow yeah i don't know um one other person that i really really like though is dolly and i you know feel feel dolly's pain because she's always there at the top but never gets the win (laughs) yeah i really liked hers as well it was definitely like one of the more intricate looks i think like the most complex and had a lot of like details Definitely. And this week, I think for the first time, I was a little bit disappointed in Hoso's outfit because I I thought the concept was cool, like of like this like killer cactus sort of thing. And uh, I just don't think that it was pulled off very well. And I think she did say that there was like a time struggle or something like that. But yeah, I didn't, you know, normally Hoso has like really put together and really like great looks. And this time it was like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I do think she had one of the more interesting concepts though. I, I thought that was oh, like, yeah. brilliant, like the cactus and all that, but I agree. There must've been something going on because it was, it didn't come together. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then with Jay Jolie, she just looked like as if Taylor Swift was an alien or something <laughs> like that. Like a futuristic yeah. Taylor Swift. This was like if Taylor Swift was like doing like a Halloween special. Like, I don't know why Taylor Swift would ever do that. But yeah, if she did, this is what it would look like. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it was she looked fine. Like, I preferred her outfit over Mary Cherry, but I don't know, girl. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Get her Jade. Uh, <laughs> get her Jade. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. Is there anyone else that you wanted to talk about? Those were all the looks that I like and hated the most (laughs) yeah I mean I don't really care about any of the other looks I did want to say like I thought it was like stupid how they were like they're like oh wow like once you come back from the extermination like you have more confidence so let's make everyone get on the bull like I'm like could this like be any more rehearsed but I don't know (laughs) well I think they just wanted to get their money's worth out of the bull Right. I just thought it was funny how <laughs> they were like trying to make it sound like, oh, well, because Bitter Betty was in the extermination. So we're going to like make everyone do it now because they'll come back and be like Bitter Betty. Right. I, I and know. I also like how they'll have their like prejudging and they'll be like, Mary Cherry was not good. Or or maybe this week it was like Jade Jolie. We need to have Jade like step up. We'll tell her on the on the floor, like on the runway or whatever. And then they just don't. Yeah, I was I was curious about that too. I'm like, wait, so did so they didn't say anything to her? They just made her like listen to other critiques, basically. They just talk shit about her and they're prejudging and then didn't do anything about it. Okay, cool. 
like you're setting up a storyline all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's very weird um the bottom two this week were uh coco kane and saint and i would agree that they were both deserving to be in the bottom two yeah i agree they're just i thought both of the looks were just kind of like messy like the cow thing i just didn't really understand like it just i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't working for you yeah yeah so then uh they you know not only are they the bottom two but um, they have paid a lot of money for a mechanical bull to be set up, so everyone has to ride it. <laughs> I'm surprised the Boulay brothers didn't ride it. I, I know, right? Like, and those things are hard. Like, see, like to me, and I don't know what they've done in the past seasons for extermination challenges, but this would be the one that I wouldn't want because it actually requires like you to be in shape and have skill. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would want to be like. Like, I want the challenge where it's like, okay, you just have to do this, like, gross thing. And as long as you just have the willpower, you can do it. Whereas, what about, um, what about the challenge where they made them stick needles through their skin? Would you rather do that? They they stuck needles through their skin? Yeah. Like big I, needles. Um, I mean, I don't know <laughs> about that one. <laughs> what about the one where you had to get a tramp stamp tattoo? Wait, for real? Yeah. Stoney um, hasn't watched all the seasons. <laughs> oh my God. Did somebody actually get a trance? They all did. Yeah. The, and then, and they didn't even get to pick what it was. A different, one of the, a different monster contestant got to pick what it was. What did it like? Did it just the tramp stamp say like Boulay brothers or something? <laughs> no, I, I can't remember exactly what the tattoos are at this point, but I remember one was like something like you're a whore or something. I don't know. It was yeah. really, they were all pretty intense. One was like, I think one was like incest related, if I remember correctly. Um. Okay, I'm fine with the bull riding. <laughs> all right, we're in a bull ride? Okay, good. <laughs> like, as long as you're safe, of course, because like you could just get on there and like fall off immediately and be done. Kind of like what Jay did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So at the end of this grueling scary filthy contest of of riding a bull the the monster that was eliminated was miss coco kane and i was like all right cool like i don't know i I wasn't really feeling coco kane as much as the rest of the monster so i was like all right yeah she can go i mean i would rather her be here than mary cherry but (laughs) yeah that's true i um yeah i just wasn't really haven't been feeling her stuff I think, um, yeah, I'm fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine with it if you're fine with it. (laughs) I am more than fine with it. (laughs) All right. We're all fine with it then, I guess. (laughs) I hope Jamal's fine with it, but. I'm sure Jamal's fine with it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to uh, a much more uh, fun episode that I enjoyed. Canada's Drag Race. It's the Snatch Game. Woohoo, a snatch game. RuPaul Snatch Race. Start your engines. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yes. So in this episode, the mini challenge is, of course, what always is pa- well, what's typically paired with snatch game. The library is open. Dun dun dun. It was the most amazing reading challenge of all time. <laughs> Was it? 
the most amazingly bad reading challenge of all time. <laughs> I thought there were some good ones in there. You know, I, I don't know. I thought Eve 6000 was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of blanking on what the funny ones were. I don't remember. I probably should have like taken notes or something. <laughs> but- I mean, yeah, I was gonna say nothing's popping out in my head either. So maybe they weren't that great. I like yeah. I liked when um Cynthia read Brooklyn. That was kind of funny. Oh yeah. I did like that one. They're very brave, like reading Brooklyn, <laughs> but <laughs> well, because Brooke, it's not like RuPaul, you know, it's like Brooklyn's like, you know, of course, like in that position in the in authority and stuff like that. But at the same time, Brooklyn's just like one of them. Right. So I think they feel a little bit more like uh, we can. And, I, and I, I think Brooklyn likes it more than RuPaul does. Yeah. I think we're just like, bitch, don't come for me. <laughs> this is my yeah, show. This is my show. If you say shit, I'm going to send you home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then we get into, of course, the, well, actually I should say the winner of the, the reading is fundamental was Isis Couture, which I don't know that I agree with, but it happened. Yeah. She definitely had some like snappy, like reads, I guess. I just don't really remember them because none of them were that funny to me, but yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) I mean, she's a funny queen in general. So yes, girl. Uh, so let's get into the maxi challenge, uh, which was the snatch game. And this, the snatch game was actually pretty good because RuPaul didn't make them do um, RuPaul wasn't there to make them do whatever character she wanted. I know I was like, I'm so glad that Brooklyn just kind of see what Brooklyn did was the right way of doing it. Like, Oh, tell me like, what are your like alternatives? And she kind of just said, she didn't like force anyone to do anything. She just said, oh, Okay. Just make it funny. I like this one or something. You know, they would do like impressions and be like, and then Brooklyn can be like, oh yeah, I like this character you're doing. Yeah. See, that's, that's the way to do it. Rue's just now just has turned into a micromanager. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, Rue's, yeah, definitely micromanaging. It's nice when they, when Rue used to kind of like suggest something, but then say open-minded to whatever they actually wanted to do. Uh, let's see which, uh, snatch game were you super into? I, I have a feeling you really like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I mean, I really liked, I thought Eve like did awesome. Like the impression was just like perfect. I, yeah. I don't know if it was the editing or what during the snatch game. It was just like, it was hilarious. Like the impression and like, but there was like no like payoff to it really. It was just kind of like, I'll answer the question. And then it was like over. Yeah, I, I definitely think Eve was safe in her snatch game with Bernie. Like she had the voice down, stayed in character. Um, but yeah, like there was no like she didn't she didn't quite push it far enough to do better. And I think the problem was I felt like Eve was trying too much to be like Bernie, right? Like I think to me anyway, when snatch game becomes funny, it's when you take a character like a Bernie and have them say some of the most ridiculous shit that they would never say in real life. Like, right. I mean, if, if you think about just like Aquarius, Melania Trump or whatever, yeah, you know, like just saying stuff that wouldn't have like made sense. Like I think Eve could have like killed it, but I think she was trained too hard to be like, okay, I'm going to say things that Bernie would say. Right. And then she didn't even say like, didn't even use like the best line that would have been the most successful in snatch game. I'm once again, asking you to blank. Yes. Like, 
that like i don't know how you you don't say that especially when your outfit is the outfit in the video right and <laughs> like this it's i mean you saw how well scarlet harlot did with just screaming into you know as macaulay culkin right so like i have a feeling that if you'd have just if she would have repeated this joke in different ways then she would have probably had more success yeah I also I really liked um, Jim Carrey from Geometric. <laughs> I did like this one. I did. it was so ridiculous, just the way. Yeah, it was pure was... insanity. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely had the character down though. That I mean, that's Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura. I mean, just Jim Carrey in general. Yeah, no, that definitely brought me back to like my childhood watching those movies (laughs) yeah definitely same here um another one that i liked was um, i thought kimura amore did a good job as leslie jones yeah i i like that one too i felt like that one was going to be hard because leslie jones is like i love her like on snl and stuff but like she is kind of very much like a just start screaming type character Mm -hmm. So yeah, she, she would have been good for um, Candy Muse. <laughs> yeah, that would have been perfect for her. <laughs> uh, Cynthia Kiss did an amazing job as Rachel Zoe. I thought it was really funny that she still did that, even even though Brad's stupid ass was on the judging panel. Yeah, and see, I want it. So I'm not like I've don't even know if I've watched like anything with Rachel Zoe in it, but. Yeah, I, I know that Jamal is like a huge like he used to watch her show, the Rachel Zoe project or something. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm curious to know, like what what once he watches it, like what he thought of the impression. Um, But yeah, I thought she was like definitely like a good she had some very funny moments. Definitely. Um, I thought Isis Couture was was pretty safe as La Veneno. I it was interesting how they acted like um they hadn't just done like a whole like challenge or based around or runway around la veneno on drag race espana but <laughs> i know i feel like i've seen so much about her recently and i guess because of spain but i feel like i've seen her on other things recently so yeah it's the year of la veneno oh <laughs> I didn't even know this was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't either, but I'm here for it. Some people that I think that was was Kendall Jinder in this in the Snatch Game. It says she did uh Chris Jenner, but I don't remember seeing her. Yeah, I don't. I think this might be the most like under edited person ever. <laughs> they were just like, and she is not part of the storyline, so she is not even going to get shown. Yeah. I feel like they're kind of giving and it might have been on Bussy Queen that I saw this where like Kendall is kind of like I think Bussy said this that they are trying to make like Kendall happen. Yeah. Like they're, they're definitely trying, trying to put to... her at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'm like, nothing she has done has like been like overly impressive to me, I guess. She was good in the in the clown musical, I thought. Yeah, I guess that part, but I mean like I don't know. I mean, like kind of in the other challenges and just like the runway, I guess she was in the bottom last week, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe it's not as bad, but yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) You're not feeling it. Yeah. Not, I'm not feeling it. Okay. Well, that's fair to each their own. 
Um, I thought Adriana as Sofia Vergara was pretty underwhelming, and I was pretty surprised that she was not put in the bottom two. Um, who was it? I'm sorry. Adriana. Oh, yeah. I thought for sure she should have, like... And I wonder if it's because she won last week that they decided to just save her. I don't know. Like, in my opinion, Eve 6000 should have been safe, and... Adriana should have been the bottom but you know they're really apparently they're not going to let Eve 6000 get very far in the competition yeah and that's going to be interesting because I was like I want Eve to stay so bad but I'm like they didn't even give her the win last week so I'm just like I don't know I don't see in the cards for her unfortunately I love Eve 6000 what do you think of Pythia's Grimes? Like, I didn't think that was, they were like, oh, she was so good and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, not very, int- I, I, per- I don't think it was bad, but I was not entertained. Yeah, I was kind of, I'm kind of the same as you. I thought it was like overhyped for what it was. Definitely. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Suki Doll as Yoko Ono, which is like not a lot of range of, of um, things that you can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, nice try, girl. Like, she should have been, like, interrupting people more and things like that and yelling and just going crazy. But she was a little too reserved to be Yoko Ono. Yeah, I think she was just trying to, like, get through it. Thought maybe she could play it safe. But sorry, girl. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So then we had the runway, which the category was made in Canada. And they were, I guess, um, paying homage to Canadian people. Yeah, so I think it could just be like any like Canadian person or something that you're like you want to do or something. Yeah, and I and I didn't know all of them, <laughs> but <laughs> but I thought there were some good looks on the runway, and I did enjoy it. The category. Yeah, I did too. I think for me, like obviously, this is a Eve like six thousand <laughs> like oh, yeah. stand podcast, so. I loved hers and obviously like Carrie Ann Moss and the matrix is just amazing. So, well, and obviously her hair was a little too flat. Yeah. And can we, okay, let's talk (laughs) about this real quick. The, the guest judge this week, giving me some Jeffrey Chapman vibes for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I don't, I don't know specifically like what this uh, Connor Jessup has been in, but I only know him as Miles Heiser's boyfriend. So he's, you know, immediately, of course, I don't like him because, you know, he stole Miles from me. Um, what, so what show is that? Or are you talking just like in real life? That is, oh, Miles. in real life. Yeah. I don't They're know dating. who Miles is. He was a guest judge on Drag Race. Idiot. Oh, like US? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was the one that was really quiet and everyone was like, why didn't he say more? What season was this? Like, I mean, I don't remember, but it was fairly recent. Okay. All the seasons, like, I don't know where we're at anymore with seasons. Yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> here. They all together. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very glad that Eve was like, fuck you. My hair's not flat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. He's <laughs> like, all right, little twink. <laughs> um, I did like the glam look, though, that uh connor had on and the suit was very interesting like the pattern yeah no i did like his look and i thought the eye makeup was cute it was just giving me like jeffrey um oh yeah that he was um judging 
<laughs> oh yeah, definitely. All right. So the the winner of this week's maxi challenge was someone who was in the bottom lip syncing for their life last week. Cynthia Kiss. Yeah. What a what a complete like uh, glow up she had yeah. this week. I love this redemption for her. I do too. <laughs> I mean. I don't know if I love it that much, but. <laughs> oh, you love it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so they bought them to end up being Eve 6000 and Suki Doll. Uh, like we said, I agree. Suki Doll should be there. I think Adriana should be down there with her. But unfortunately, my girl Eve 6000 with the bad edit is in the bottom. Boo. I'm definitely blaming it on the edit. So. <laughs> You want to blame it on the edit. Yes, girl. Uh, so in the end, after the lip sync, I had a feeling they were going to send Suki Doll home. And finally, she was. Sorry, Suki Doll. It was nice while you were here. I thought also, I think it was interesting how Suki was like talking about how like as an Asian person, she's always hired to like portray Asian characters. And then on her own, like... <laughs> out of her own decision she played two asian characters this week yeah i think it's probably part of it is just like like if you get used to having to do that in your career like she probably just has feels a comfort in it but yeah but yeah that that is very interesting like oh i i hate that i have to portray these characters and then like she chooses yeah (laughs) two very asian characters so i was like all right you know do what you got to do, I guess. Right. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and take a little break here. We'll come back and finish out the other couple shows. I'll see you guys soon. Bye forever. Just kidding. <laughs> Hi, Queens. Oh, my gosh. We're on break. Thanks for coming. This is the part of the show where we refill our drinks and you get time to leave us a review. It lets us know how we are doing and lets more Drag Race fans sashay our way. You could also tip us while you're listening to the show like you would tip a root girl at their show. You can Venmo us at TFC Pod or on Cash App to dollar sign TFC Pod to thank us for all the hard work that goes into making a show like this. Oh my gosh, we better get back to the show. I've got my drink and I am ready to untuck, Mary. Let's get back into the the interior illusions lounge and record the rest of the podcast so tell me why you're out here in a bathing suit with no corset and a belt shut up michelle oh and by the way you're not my real dad and you never will be anyways back to the show Hey, everybody, welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week, where we are, of course, back back again to bring you full coverage of everything happening in the world of drag. Lots of things are happening. Lots of good things. There's so many things. Yeah. I shouldn't have labeled them as good. That's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into uh, our next show that we are discussing, which would be Canada. Or no, we just did that. Uh, Drag Race UK. Woo! Oh, my God. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) This week, uh, we are attending the Miss Fugly beauty pageant. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in a drag race, first, Rue tests the queen's show-stopping stamina as they ch- are challenged to turn in three separate looks on the runway against the clock. 
And uh, we, of course, have uh, UK royalty here, uh, Charity Shop Sue, who will be in the charity shop, the quote unquote charity shop that we have on the sh- on one of the challenges. So fun. I don't really, I thought it was really cool how like uh, uh, Crystal Versace played her like in Snatch Game, the prior episode yeah. or whatever. So <laughs> now she's here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So that was really fun to have Charity Shop Sue. And I thought she was really funny. And she was like, distra- I think she was mainly there to distract the queens. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, Charity Shop Sue was awesome. Oh, also, um, we were supposed to issue an apology for our discussion about Lulu last week. Oh. Um, yeah, apparently we were too hard on Lulu and Lulu is UK royalty and has like worked with the Beatles and like other famous, done other famous things. Oh. <laughs> so from us to you apologize apologies to lulu yeah we're um we apologize for offending anyone with that because we don't really know what we're talking about so yeah yeah sorry maybe if they americanize the uk show a little bit more we could understand yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get into uh, this runway so of course i think the first challenge i think they had 69 minutes Oh, how clever. That's so funny. Get it? Uh-huh. It's like 69. Can we also, wow. um, I don't want to hijack this, but one thing that also annoyed me about RuPaul these days is you know how they've <laughs> really been like getting on these Queen's case about like being too raunchy and like saying like, because um, I don't know, we saw, we've saw seen it in multiple episodes where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. don't say that because it's too raunchy. They got onto Ahura and somebody else and last season but um this episode rupaul first of all 69 minutes haha that's not family friendly also to um rupaul made like some dick joke like sucking dick jokes like on the runway and i'm like you guys would have like read somebody to filth or you like read a horror for like sucking dick and being like a bottom and stuff so i don't know i'm just over rupaul these days i yeah well agreed but also it's okay when rupaul does it but nobody else yeah, that's true. So it's, isn't it? Isn't it like cute and quirky when RuPaul does it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yes, the first runway theme was fugly swimwear. I thought this one was okay. I mean, it was just swimsuits. Yeah, I mean, I thought Crystal was good because she did something like this. Is actually an example of a glam queen going and doing like alternative, I guess. So I thought that was yeah. cool. Cause she was like attaching like sea creatures to her face and, and making a headpiece with them. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did like crystals look the best. And I thought it was interesting that crystal, um, she made sure to do a different makeup look every one, every challenge, even though there was such a limited amount of time, like that makes it really impressive to me. Yeah. I thought that was really smart. Yes, girl. I was actually kind of surprised she didn't win, but you know, choices. (laughs) I feel like she's going to win the season, but they're trying to make it seem like she's not. So they're not giving her wins on purpose. I mean, that's possible because I mean, she won the first two weeks and then she's been kind of just safe and for the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, as far as the judging goes, I should say the story they're telling us she's safe. Right. (laughs) Next, uh, 
runway's challenge was to do charity charity shop chic and they had 60 minutes to do this challenge and this is where they were going into the charity shop they had to have five items on and uh charity shop sue was just not helping even though she you know used to work in paris and milan in fashion (laughs) yeah definitely she was there as kind of like the mole and just like completely sabotaged everyone Oh yeah, for sure. I I thought it was interesting. I liked that uh, Vanity played to her strengths with the orange outfit. I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I thought she looked really pretty on the runway with what... I feel like she definitely won that category. I'm trying to think who else was in there that did well, but hers was definitely the highlight. Definitely, yeah. She was really strong. Um, I thought a lot of the other looks were kind of just like a little bit... Um, well, I mean, I guess a little bit basic because... They are picking out charity shop items, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think like, especially with like Scarlet Harlot, like she was just basically wearing like a sparkly black dress. Yeah, I did like, I did like, I'm trying to think like, so Elle of a day, I think did the, um, the purple hair and the green mm-hmm. dress. I thought that was really pretty. Oh yeah. I, I will say I was not a big fan of Ella of a day at the beginning of the season, but she has really grown on me the past like few weeks. So, yeah. And I, and I would like to say the same about Kitty Scott Claus because I was definitely not a fan of Kitty at the beginning. And now I'm like, okay, like she's like really interesting, you know, yeah. she's fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. I, I really like her especially now that we understand that her name is a pun yeah I think that's when it clicked in I was like oh she is funny okay I get this now (laughs) but uh okay so last category is bugly but fashionable and this is a look that they got to I guess bring from home okay yeah um and I like I think that um Crystal did really good she was like definitely my favorite on that category oh yeah I thought this was a really good look from her because I mean, I get what the judges have said all season about her. She kind of does the same silhouette every single time. It's just kind of boring. Yeah. But like this episode, I feel like she really tried some different things. And the last look to me was the best look um, on that category for sure. Um, Even though she looked like Anubis. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you upset by that comment? (laughs) I know you look like the first the person that went home first yeah why are you upset why are you mad (laughs) like come on Scarlett come on now but also I really like Elva Day's look with the purple sort of like caftan like different length sort of thing yeah I thought that was really cool because I honestly think she like because the whole idea on this one right was make it it had to be like fugly fashion right so yeah like it should be fashionable but like kind of like maybe dated and ugly yeah because I feel like I feel like Crystal and Ella definitely understood the assignment like everyone else kind of I don't know what they were just like wearing ugly things (laughs) like Scarlet was Scarlet was kind of like tacky with the leopard or the cheetah print and uh pink right I guess and I guess um I didn't think her look was bad it wasn't chic but and Vanity's I don't know. Like, I don't get fugly out of vanities. Do you? Like, I guess I thought it was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, I liked vanities, actually. (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was interesting the way that the dress moved. Yeah. I don't know. 
I guess uh, fugly is subjective, right? Yes, and art and, is subjective. And <laughs> art and art is subjective, and art is fugly. Yeah. So on tonight's runways, we're <laughs> we're judging you on how fugly you really are. You are as it pertains to this week's challenge yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so the bottom two this week are uh, scarlet harlot and vanity milan which you know i kind of saw coming i just you know saw uh ella kitty and uh crystal in the top three so i was like yeah i guess these two like heifers are gonna have to battle it out yeah and i don't know like i feel like I was a big fan of Scarlet. Scarlet is kind of like the past few weeks for me anyway. Like I, I kind of stopped liking Scarlet. I don't know why. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> She's not my favorite anymore. So I guess that's why I was like kind of excited that Vanity stayed. It's just because I'm like, I'm kind of over Scarlet now. I'm just, I was ready for her to go. Um, and I, I do think Vanity like won the lip sync, but I mean, it was kind of like, it's hard with that because it's always like edited. So it's like, what did, who really did what? It was going to win. Yeah. Well, cause also like, there was like this big, like one of the, like these big, like really big moments in the song. And then they showed like none of the Queens. And I was like, what happened? Did the cameraman drop the camera? Like, yeah. Wasn't that like, I'm it was actually, like towards the middle of the song. Wasn't there something, was it UK or Canada where it was like the whole, like, they like zoomed in like on their faces for some reason. I'm like, what yeah. is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Did they, who's working the camera <laughs> girl? Yeah. So uh, the bottom two are Scarlet. Har- I still like Scarlet. I mean, I don't know if she's like my favorite, but I, I still like her and I, I like her attitude and her personality and stuff like that. Like I can get why people wouldn't because they have uh, I'm going to blame it on the edit. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I get it. It's fine, you know, but I just I really admire Scarlett for not giving up at all. Like even when people were saying her name to go home and when she's in the bottom like three times in a row, you know, I just I don't know. I have a soft spot in my heart for Scarlett. Yeah. And I did enjoy when she left, how she just like dropped the doll and like stormed off. And then yeah. it was like, you're not my mother. <laughs> I know it was that part was so fun because like I was like. <laughs> Like when she said her line, I was like, yes, I am. And then RuPaul did it. And I was like, yes, this is great. <laughs> that was really like, that was a good one. That was a good exit. I feel like we'll remember that one for a while. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a very memorable exit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scarlett's great. I have a soft spot in my heart and a hard spot in my pants for her. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, yes, goodbye to you, Scarlet Harlot. <laughs> <laughs> and next and finally, we have We're Here on HBO, one of our favorite shows of all time to watch. Yes, it is my favorite out of the lineup that we just talked through. Been waiting for this. So, we're finally yeah. here. I kind of want to keep this a little bit shorter only because I want to circle back next week when Jamal is here, because I think this would be like a really important um, episode for Jamal to speak about. And I don't know how, if it'll come across disingenuine with just us two whiteies. Um. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I felt like this episode, like it sucks that Jamal isn't here because I feel like it's like, 
kind of dumb that it's just like, oh, we're just gonna like speak about the Selma Alabama episode. Like it, right. this one was just so like emotional, like and yeah, so I, I definitely want to get Jamal's like take on it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll start we'll talk about it a little bit, but we'll definitely circle back to have Jamal and uh we'll we'll talk about it again next week. But um, but yeah, this week they were in Selma, Alabama. We are following Akila, who is a beautiful trans woman whose family abandoned her when she, you know, transitioned. So uh, that was a bit of a bummer. But of course, you know, she is a, a badass lady. Yeah, I loved her story. Um, she just seemed like she really had like her shit together, and she was just taking care of like the community and. Like there were like several moments in this episode where I was like started crying because it's just oh yeah, and this show is like always such a roller coaster. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, but Bob said something that really just and I watched the episode again last night just because I wanted to mm-hmm. hear Bob say this again. But he was like, "We don't need to do any work on Akila. We need to do work on everyone else." Yeah, and that just like hit me so hard because it's like it's so true like she's such like an like she's as doing... is she's great like yeah she's doing fine <laughs> like everyone else needs to just accept Akila, right and i'm just like damn like bob said it exactly how it needed to be said like oh yeah so and i don't then, know and then in her performance like i was like so shook when they had her name in lights and the l was capitalized Yes. <laughs> I loved that. I was like, yes, this bitch is her name is in lights. She is killing it. And when she's a choreographer too, so obviously she can dance. This season, so one thing I did notice too about this season, don't you feel like the product or like they have a bigger budget, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, cuz I'm like these like uh drag performances have like been upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very elaborate now. And also too, um I really like Bob's solo performance. Yes. Like when when he came out with that big wig on and I was like that wig looks unstable, girl, <laughs> but it turned out to be his niece. <laughs> I know. I was like watching it um and <laughs> I was like like I kept noticing like why does the wig keep moving like it does? Like it just wasn't like natural. <laughs> like, yeah for a wig to act like that and then i'm like oh it's a whole person (laughs) yeah and then like the hair jumps off or or you know the hair falls off and you're just like holy shit that's like something i don't know if we've ever seen in drag like this is like a whole this is like a monumental moment in drag like this performance (laughs) is so huge like because i don't think we've ever seen anything like that and the fact that denise she was able to well first of all bob was able to hold his full-grown child and a wig (laughs) while performing so that plus uh the fact that the that denise was like so good like amazing like she must be a dancer but able to like jump up and get back on you know and be the wig again and then down and up and it was just like oh like i loved this performance it was so good yeah it was it was amazing honestly like i've like i mean on twitter like i see a lot of stuff about we're here and stuff but Mm -hmm. i feel like this performance i've been seeing a lot on twitter about from people that like don't even watch we're here really yeah so i feel like it's definitely like iconic at this point like people are going to be like showing this shit for a while And, and bob was showing a little skin which i don't think he normally does yeah so I was here for it. I don't know. I loved it. 
Um, so our next person on the show is Joseph, who is a successful real estate broker, um, but has to, uh, you know, kind of act differently around certain types of people. Because obviously, um, you know, working as a professional, he wants to present maybe more masculine so that people will accept him, which is not, you know, Joseph's fault. It's just society. Right. Yeah, that one, this, I really liked his story as well, because, and I can relate to this a lot, just being like uh, an accountant and like having to like work with like a lot of like straight, like executives and stuff like that. Like, it's hard to be like, you just kind of do it like, yeah, unconsciously, like you just kind of do it because like you're in this environment and it's just that plays such a toll on you and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, so I could really relate to kind of like his story and like, he's obviously very successful, but has to deal with a lot of bullshit. (laughs) Seven cars. Like, why do you need seven cars, girl? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, props for it to you. If that's maybe that's, you know, his thing, but like, I would have like one car and maybe like, I don't know, other nice things or savings. So I could quit, quit my job. I feel like he's probably like one of those uh, gays that like throws like giant parties because he just has the money. Like, well, he, he did say in the show that like his house was like the center for gatherings just because everyone knew it was a safe space. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you might not be that far off. I don't, I don't know how nice his parties are. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to invite us, Joseph, you know, just email us at tfcpod at gmail.com and Apparently you can afford to fly us down there. So we'll, we'll come yeah. hang out. <laughs> we'll definitely like come hang out and like, you know, have some drinks. <laughs> yeah. But the other part of just story that was crazy was when he was telling Shangela about like when his ex-partner was going to shoot him. Yeah. That was like intense. Like I, I was just like, Oh my God, like to be that close to death and like, the fact that he was able to just like hit the gun and it like at the right great. moment yeah yeah Ugh. that was like so freaky like that's the kind of stuff like those are like the worst breakups like well if i can't have you no one else can and then that's how people get killed well it just sucked too because like he was telling the story about like so like straight people have never had to deal with like the down low gay lifestyle yeah. right like and this was a big thing like before i came out it's like you when you are like trying to date people like some of them just aren't out so it's like okay well this is fun so we just have to like pretend that like (laughs) we're like best buddies in public. yeah it's just like i don't know it's a whole nother thing like in gay world where it's like okay well this person's not out so we can hang out but like not out in public yeah yeah i don't know it's crazy i mean it's sad that some people have to be dl but i mean definitely you know as it pertains to this episode in Selma, like it definitely seems like you have to be kind of like down low because it's such a um a hateful part. Well, like and the the line that stood out with me was from Aquila when she was like, All there is here is violence. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Like just that, I was like, that's like just so heavy. Yeah, it's it was bad. Like her her segment to me was the most emotional just because she I mean, she knew the fucking city and <laughs> she lives in it but yeah yeah i think i was like pretty emotional for all the all the people uh lastly we do have miss deborah who uh doesn't take much time for herself but you know she does 
support her gay grandson and granddaughter who has uh, who was tragically murdered uh, the year before or maybe around the time, maybe just shortly before the episode was filmed. Yeah, that one, this one was really sad as well. Like, I love that they had the grandson there to kind of like um, to be a part of it. Yeah, but. I I love the part where you Eureka was like having her like try on like wigs or whatever and she was like I don't know made a comment or something that she wanted the brown wig but then kind of was like oh it's fine I'll just wear whatever and Eureka yeah. was like no we're getting you the brown wig <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah tell us what you want girl <laughs> like Deborah's and am- just seems like such an amazing woman like she's just clearly well like she said she's the matriarch of the family but I just love how close she is to um, to her your grandchildren and how this whole performance is really like a therapy for her and for um, her grandson to like really like help process what had like happened to the sister. Yeah, it's um it's a lot. And I, I think that's what makes the show so good is that they can have these like drag performances and like a way to like bring the family together and like really like remember like somebody like oh yeah her you know what i mean and like they'll remember that forever now and and they have it documented on like tv so they can always revisit it later if they you know if they just i mean i don't know i just think it's cool yeah oh yeah very cool and you know it was cute that they were like oh we're we're gonna wear yellow because that was her favorite color and like stuff like that and how they had um when they walked in they had like the little heart with her name on it and stuff like that so I don't know I just thought it was like great to see all the love and and just like overall like this season of HBO or of we're here on HBO it is really great because like last week we got to do like this great celebration of like Mexican culture and then now this week we have like this great celebration of like well not only you know strong black or black culture but strong black women so i thought i really 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 appreciated that part of this episode um you know there is of course you know that big scene where they go to meet people that were survivors of the bloody sunday but I, this that's just a part of the show i'm gonna wait for jamal um yeah. so that's why we're not covering it now but um but yeah it's just like i don't know i just love like and then with uh joseph's mom came there and how much fun joseph's mom had i don't know it just like reminds me of growing up like because i grew up in virginia and about like all these like strong black matriarch figures and um yeah that's something that is like i don't know it's undescribable it's just really like these these human beings are amazing yeah it was definitely i'm glad that we're saving that discussion like when jamal's here because there's just so much like packed into this episode. Like I feel like I could talk for like hours just about everything, oh, yeah. but it's, um, I don't know to me, like this show is just, you get so much like variety with it from town to town. Like, like you were saying last week was kind of about the Mexican culture and all this, but it's like, like every episode, I feel like I learned something new and it's like, and there's like funny moments. There's moments of like, you know, like where you're crying, there's moments where you're like laughing moments that it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's my favorite show. And I, and I'm even more excited next week because they go to Evansville, Indiana. So <laughs> you might recognize some people there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very cool. This week, uh, I think it was Stoney's turn for trade. Do you, did you pick one or do you want to defer that to next week when Jamal's um, here? Let's defer it till next week. Um, okay. Yeah. TBD. <laughs> We're taking a I, week off. Mainly because I forgot. 
happen. Um, I know but- it's it's like Jamal's gone, we're on vacation, you know. Can't expect me to do everything. Right. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girls. So I just want to thank everyone for coming out to listen to this uh, episode again this week. Uh, we very much appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast and that takes time to interact with us, um, be it on social media or, um, you know, in the, in the DMs or anything like that. Uh, we just, we just, we do, we love you guys and you guys make us want to keep doing the podcast when even during times where we don't want to. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it for you. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, Jamal will be back also, and we will uh, have a full slate of more drag to talk to you about. So until then, bye. Bye.